Welcome to the sermons and teachings from the Catalyst Fellowship with Ipai Michael. We hope the message you're about to listen to will edify you and cause you to experience exponential growth. And now, the message. This new teaching series is titled Grow. Tell someone in the comment section, Grow. You can say it out on mute your mic and tell someone, Grow. Say, Grow. Say, Grow up. Grow up. Grow. Hallelujah. Everybody here, grow, right? Grow. And this is very important. This, this, this is very important. I want to start today with a text that is probably one of the most popular in the Catholic community because of its meaning to us as a ministry. And if you don't know this text, maybe you haven't been following us as much as you think. What text do I want to read to you? You are right, we see 1 Timothy 3.16 because it's equally as important in my introductions. But I want to start today by, is that Ifechi? Hi Ifechi. I want to start today by reading to you Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to start today from verse 22. I'm going to read in the KJV version first, then I'll switch back to the ESV for the rest of the texts. The Bible says, for to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain, who is speaking here, the Apostle Paul, right? He is writing to the church in Philippi. He says, for me to live is Christ. That is, my life is for Christ. Everything that pertains to my life is for Christ. He says, and to die is gain. Verse 23 says, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Now, this is powerful. There are many things to learn from this text. First of all, one thing you must learn and see is the Apostle Paul's disposition to life. He says, for me to live is what? Is Christ. That is, if I'm living, it would only matter if it is for Christ. Such a powerful way to think. And to die is gain. Because I can go just be with God. Such a way to live. He, he, he's speaking. He's talking about, you know, one of the ways to, to receive this word is to see the comparison between you and the church in Philippi. The church in Philippi was a young church. It was the church in Macedonia. I get what I'm saying. In Acts, the Bible tells us about when a man from Macedonia was bidding unto Paul to come into Macedonia to teach them. That's when the church of Philippi was established. And he's writing to them that he has a decision. Look at the way he thinks. This is how pastors think. There's a mindset in pastors for the growth of the people. It's the most important thing. It's a selfless motive that pastors must have towards their flock. It says, I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. In verse 24, it says, Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for who? For them. So your pastor staying with you and training you is beneficial to you. And I want everybody to read verse 25 in their rooms, you might not need to unmute your mind, but read verse 25, want to go. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your fortress and joy of faith. And this is powerful. This is powerful. 
He says, you know what? I've realized that if I stay in the flesh, it is needful for you. It's needful for the church. So he says, you know what? I've come to this conclusion and I'm confident of this. I know that I shall abide and continue with you all. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says, having this confidence, meaning he's confident. And he knows that he would abide with them and continue with them for their fordrance and joy of it. The word fordrance there in the Greek is the word prokope. It means profiting. So this is the way you must think about it. This is the mindset you must have. That your listen, the apostle Paul was confident that if he stays with the church in Philippi, they will experience what fordrance. They will experience progress and they will experience joy in the faith. So the expected result of a pastor staying with his congregation is what? Fordrance. Is what? Joy in the faith. Are you getting this? Are you getting this feedback, guys? It's fordrance. That's the expected result of any pastor staying with you. And you in turn must have such a mindset. The ministry of your pastor is beneficial to you. The apostle Paul says he's confident that if he stays with them, uh, they will grow. They will grow. So the apostle Paul had a curriculum mindset. I've thought this before. That every pastor and every believer must have. There has to be a target for your spirituality. Did you hear what I said? There has to be a target for your spirituality. You can't remain in the same level for too long. There has to be a target. You have to have a curriculum mindset. You have to have a fordrance mindset. Progress and joy in the faith mindset. Are you getting this? That after a while, can I track my progress in the faith? As a result of the ministry of this person, can I track my progress? There, there has to be a target. Pastors must have target mindset. Believers must have target mindset. A curriculum mindset. A growth mindset. Amen. A growth mindset. And this is important. God's plan for every believer is spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. What did I say God's plan for every believer is? Spiritual growth. This is important. He says his staying is beneficial for them because it will cause them to grow. So, do you have targets for your spiritual growth? Are you experiencing progress? Listen, if you are in, I say this frequently, if you are in any community of God's people, any local community, any local church, if you've been there three months, max six months, and you can't notice improvement in your church, in your growth, chances are that you are not in the right place. It can also be the other way around. Chances are that you are not applying yourself. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? It's either you are not in the right place or you are not applying yourself. Because if you are in the right place and you are not committed to the structures, chances are that there's something wrong. You have to have a growth mindset. Have a target for your spiritual growth. Don't be the same person you were three years ago. Grow. Grow. Amen. Grow. This is important. Grow. You have to grow. You shouldn't be in a local church for one year and you can't track progress. You can't track advancement in the faith. 
The same ideas you must have towards your disciples, towards any ministry expression you are leading. Amen. Are you a cell group leader? Let us see that you have a discipleship mindset for the people you are leading. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Let us see that you have a curriculum mindset for them. Let nobody be placed under you in ministry and you don't have a growth mindset for How do I make sure that the effect of this person being associated with me is that in the next three months, the person will see advance? Listen, even your ordinary friendships. Let no one come in contact with you and not be spurred up to grow. Did you hear what I just said? Don't be the person that people want to run away from because you cause them to slack. Be the person that people want to be around because you stir them up to grow. Have a growth mindset. Have a target for your spiritual growth. We always say this, that when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is in everything. You, you have to grow. You have to have a target. You have to know that, see, I'm heading towards a direction. Where I am is not all that there is. There is growth. You have to have a vision. You have to have a plan. You have to have an expectation. So even as believers, where were your friends when they met you? Where are they now? Have you influenced them enough to experience progress? Is every call about just and whining? Or you have time to say, you know what, friends, can we pray? You know what, friends, can we study? You know what, can I ask you some Bible questions? Some things are not clear to me. Or you know what, I don't think that we're evangelizing enough as friends. Can we do more? Can we do more? Because there is more. Are you listening to me? There is more. There is more. So, have a target for your spirituality. So, listen, what this verse does, Philippians 1.25, is that it challenges you to radically change your approach. The Apostle Paul says, I will continue with you all for your fortrance of faith. There's such a thing as fortrance. There's such a thing as advancement in the faith. There's such a thing as growth in the faith. In the faith. Now that you are saved, that's not all. There's advancement. There is growth. It's good for you to come to church, but listen, it's a means to an end in, terms, in, in the context of growth. Are you getting what I'm saying? The end goal has to be that you are growing. That you are growing. That you are. So listen, we make attendance mandatory, not because of attendance sake, but that in the end, the goal is growth. That's the goal. Growth. We can set all these structures. The end goal is that you grow. Have a target for your growth. Have it. There's some of you in this ministry, since you joined this ministry. We've not seen you take any responsibility. You, you have to grow. You have to grow. Have a target. And not just in this ministry. Anywhere you are. And just personally for yourself, have a target. I, I have to do better. So since you joined, have you increased in your devotion? Are you praying better? Are you studying better? Are you closer to God? Is your understanding of the word sharper? You must have a goal. 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 So you are not just stepping into church and stepping out and there's no effect in your life. You must have a goal. We set up Bible reading plans for you so that you can study the Word of God. We set up daily devotionals for you. We set up daily prayers for you. 
We set up long hours of prayer for you, at least three hours every week. We set up accountability groups for you. We set up physical cell groups for you. We set up teaching meetings for you. We set up camp meetings for you. We set up evangelism targets for you. Are you with me? We even set giving targets so that you, you learn to grow in your giving towards the Lord. We set it so listen. We've set all these structures. Sometimes the problem is you. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes the reason why you are not growing is not here, is you. You have not applied yourself. You have not called. Do you see all the things I listed out? All of that is present here and more. And more. The same word can be preached to two people and have different effects in their heart. The difference can be how they apply themselves to it. How they commit. How they come. Listen, it, it, it's important. Have targets. Else you will just come and go. The reason why you will join a ministry like the Catholic community and not see effectiveness is probably because you don't have targets for your growth. So by the grace of God, we're able to help you create that. But for some people, you just, your heart just needs to burn towards a target. So you can take advantage of all the structures that have been set for you. Have a target. And even outside the Catholic community, have a target for your growth. Don't just get comfortable. Don't reduce church to community engagement. Ah, you get what I'm saying? You know, went to evangelize the other day at the riverside down in Windsor here. And one guy kept on, he said, oh, so you guys look so organized. What, what, what motivated you guys to do this? You know, why are you not just sitting in your house? You know, what are you getting out of this? Are you being paid? Is it some, you know, community? I said, it's because your life is at stake. I didn't say it that way anyways. <laughs> but, but I just told him, I said, because I can't have a message that is so important to you and I keep it. He kept on emphasizing community, community, community. We are not doing community development. It's beyond that. <laughs> this is a matter of life and death, eternity. It is beyond that. It's beyond just community engagement. That's not what we are doing. Amen. It's beyond that. that that's why you see us. We, we are not jumping after. We have a curriculum to follow. Maybe when church starts, I might I might try to do love series in, in February. But if I vex, I'll be doing love series in December. You see? <laughs> we have a curriculum we are following. That's why you create your church now. You have Jesse night. You have, you know, the boys, boys night because you are doing... There is a curriculum. Listen, I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just saying that there is a plan for your growth. There is what you must know. There is what you must learn. There has to be a plan. And so, listen, everything I've said is why the Catholic community exists. I always say it when I welcome first timers. Some of you know it by heart when I say it. My name is Michael Equai, the Lord has sent me to help you grow. It's not a recitation, it's a declaration of my assignment. Are you listening to me? It's a declaration of my God has sent me to help you grow. But you have to have a target for your, for your spirituality, you have to have a target. For your growth. Do you have targets? Do you have plans? Like next month I must increase the amount of time I'm giving to prayer. Next week I must read more books. You know what? This year I must read more books. Pastor has said it before that we have to read a lot of books. So this year, you know what? I'm going to read more books. I'm going to buy them. So any small money you have, buy, buy the books. Start reading them. I must read more books this year because I want to grow more. Have targets. Have plans. I must read my Bible more this year. 
I must do more in-depth Bible study. I must watch videos to help me defend the faith. I must watch more videos to help me evangelize. So that I'm more skilled. I, I have evangelism targets. The early church were evangelizing every day. I must find a way in a week. Okay, pastor said we must have five people target parcel. You know what? I want to give myself a target. Every month I want to have an output of 20 people preached to. They don't want it to be saved. They only to just hear the gospel. Are, are you listening to me? If 150 of you evangelize to 20 people a month, that's 150 times 20. What's that? Who can do the math for me? 150 times 20 is what? That's 3,000 souls reached. Hey, are you listening to me? 3,000 souls reached in a month. Out of that 3,000, it will be impossible that at least 100 will not get saved and follow the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a simple principle of statistics. If you evangelize to 3,000 people, <laughs> even if it's 20, they will follow the Lord. Are you getting it? Even if it's 20, they will follow the Lord. That's an advancement for the kingdom. So, you, you have to have targets for your spirituality. You, you have to have targets. You must not be stagnant. Let's hear you speak six months from now about the same gospel's message and let's hear clarity. Let's hear clarity. Let's hear you speak with balance. Let's hear you speak. Listen, I, I'm saying this with all my heart because it's important. It's important. Some of you, since you started joining this community, you have never done or followed all the instructions that we've given. Say, okay, you know what? As I'm going to this fellowship now, pastor used to say, Bible notes. Okay, I'm going to take a note. I'm going to take my Bible. I'm going to have a pen. I don't have light, but I'll buy a lamp. I'll put it in front of me. I'll turn on my video. Let me just know the benefit of sitting through. Some of you, the reason why you don't see the effect is just because you cannot obey instructions. Do you know there's something that turning on your video does to you that aids concentration? Those that turn on your video, can you agree with me? Have you compared both times before video on and video off? What's the difference? Does it not aid concentration? There's just something that having your video on does for you. It aids concentration, number one. It sets your mind. You are in your house. The only way you can make your house feel like that church setting is if you have a sense that people are watching what you do. So you give God the time. Not when you are, you, are, you are in fellowship, you are cooking. You are in fellowship. <laughs> God knows the amount of things some of you do during fellowship. You are not taking notes. You are not you are cooking. Some of you are playing games. You know. Some of you, God knows what you are doing. You have to. You can't, you can't just... And listen, sometimes obey instructions just to train your spirit on priority. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Just to train your spirit on priority. Some of you have never been able to give God time in your life properly. Just these two or three hours that we give to God in... Commit to it. Say, if this is the only thing I can do, I will, do, I will turn on my video throughout. Teach yourself priority. Teach yourself commitment. That, okay, there are some of you, every time, you always fall short. Can't you wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm not going to fall short in anything concerning God. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to be the one that always shouting at did not turn on video. I'm not going to be the one that always shouting at did not do assignment. I, I just don't want to be that person. You, you have to have targets for your spiritual growth. 
If by today all of you were doing assignments the way you needed to, you'd have finished a book in six months. Would have gone. We have four books planned for you this year, and some of you don't even read. The highest you've read is Queen's Premier. That's the biggest book you've read. How many read that book? You read that book? I have no experience, so we that we grew up in the times. <laughs> Amen. You know, you read that, but you read Macmillan. Macmillan is even big. You know, Mr. Antoine had a farm, he lives in Sapele, he had a big farm, he grows for cocoa corn. I don't know it by heart. <laughs> come on, buy my rice, come on, buy my beans, come on, buy my rice and beans. That's another story, Macmillan. <laughs> then there's Ali and Simbi. <laughs> so, listen. You did, you see? There are people that read. Since then, you don't, there's no book you've read. Have a target. You know, I don't finish this book in one month. I must read two chapters per day. Every weekday. I must read two chapters. If you are a bit more on the side of rewarding yourself, it's okay, I will rest Saturday and Sunday <laughs> because I can't plan how that goes. But you know what? Two chapters every day. Even if it's midnight to remember, read it. Read it. You know what? I think there's a problem. I must fast. Church fast last Saturday, last week of every month. Okay, you know what? I want to add one more week. So, the last two weeks of every month, I want to fast. I want to fast. Listen, I would not know the effect if I have not tried it. I want to fast. I want to be able to give God that time. You know, some of you, you cannot even plan for yourself that you want to wake up at 5 a.m. It's important. That's the most impossible thing to tell you to do. You know what? I've not been seeing time to pray because I'm very busy. How about... I wake up one hour to the time that, that I'm supposed to wake up usually. Let me just spend time, or even 30 minutes. Even just 30 minutes. It, it's important. You must not be stagnant. Let's hear you speak and hear balance. Let's hear you speak and hear balance. One thing you have to learn is that God has a track record of blessing men with men. He has a pattern of raising men with men. Amen. And so when he wanted to, you know, bless mankind, whenever he's going to bless mankind, he's going to do it as a man. He wanted to create mankind. What did he do? He created one man. Are you with me? He wanted to create vegetation and forest. He created a plant or that particular plant, but he created it with a seed inside of it to reproduce after itself. It's a pattern in God. To reach the many, he uses one. Amen. And so, when it comes to, you know, your life, you can't be short-sighted about God's plan as well. Don't be Joseph being, you know, don't be Joseph's brother, rather, being angry that God is blessing Joseph without realizing that in raising Joseph, he's raising him to bless you so you will not die in the famine. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, when it comes to your spiritual way, say, why will I follow a man? Why will I follow a man? God is God. The Bible clearly even teaches you. The Apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. God uses men to bless men. No angel will come and teach you the word of God. Are you with me? No angel will come and teach you the word of God. And so if you are Cornelius and an angel tells you, you know, you see an angel, you are desiring spiritual growth, the angel will tell you, seek for a man named Peter. He will tell you the word at which you will be saved. Because the assignment of angels is not to preach the gospel. Men are the ones who have been given the message of the gospel to preach. And so listen, Whilst you pray the Pauline prayers and you pray it over yourself for this reason, 
you know, because I've heard of your faith and the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm not told all the sins. I do not cease to make, give thanks for you, make, me, make mention of you in my prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him. So, whilst you pray, Lord, I want wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. I want my, the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened, that I may know the hope to which I was called. Whilst you pray that prayer, realize that that prayer was answered in Ephesians 3. And the answer to that prayer is in that same book. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 1. The Bible says, For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. Verse 3. How that the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have what? As I have briefly written. So, your understanding in the revelation of God is seen in Paul's writing. It says, as I have previously written. Are you getting what I'm saying? The answer to the prayer for wisdom and understanding, and wisdom and revelation, and understanding being enlightened, is seen in Paul's writing. It says, when you read this, you may perceive my insight in the mystery of Christ. So he's saying, if you want to know about the mystery of Christ, you want wisdom and revelation, look at what I've written. And for them, wisdom and revelation that was that they would understand that those who are afar of, which it said in Ephesians chapter 2, have been drawn nigh to Christ. So listen, your prayer for spiritual growth many times will be answered in a man. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? This is important. So it's important to pray. Pray about spiritual growth. Lord, I want to grow. Have targets for it. But after that, find a good local church and sit down there and be taught because that's the answer to your prayers. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? Don't, don't, let me use this opportunity to address some people. Don't go from place to place jumping around. There are some things I would address in this series. It might be hard to swallow, but I will speak from the authority of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. L- listen. Don't jump from place to place. Some of you want to go to Kwara State University, Babco, Covenant. You now want to come and write the exam for Harvard. They run, even though they are heading towards the same point, they all run different curriculums. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sit down in one place. Sit down in a place. Learn. Grow. Sit down. Teaching is the way. The word is the way. That's our emphasis. Teach, you must be taught. The word is the way. It's important. You see what I've realized? Let me not go ahead of myself. I'll explain it later. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 9. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 9. It says, let's start from, okay, 9 is fine. In, in saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth. It says, he who descended is the one who ascended far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. It says, and he gave the apostles, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Now, listen, this is, this is important. The Bible is saying, the same person who descended is the one who ascended. He's talking about Jesus. His death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. And after this happened, salvation came to the church. The church was born. The church was formed. And the church became the fullness of Christ in all the earth. 
Now the Bible says, the same person who created the church is the one who gave apostles, pastors, are you with me? Teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. So Christ himself gave you men for your equipping. The word equipping there is for the building up, for the furnishing. Christ gave you ministry gifts. That's what they are called. Amen. He gave you ministry gifts to equip you, to equip you, to build you up. The growth of the believer is that the hand of his ministry gift, the one God has sent to him to help him grow. Men are God's gift to men. Write that down. Men are God's gift to men. Men are God's gift to men. Men are God's gift to men. So listen, with our ministry, there's no mistaking what God has sent us to do. Let me give you a way to think about it. When you see what a device can do, it tells you, not, not categorically, but many times it tells you why it was created. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you see someone use, you know, um, a person iron for clothes, it gives you a sense of what it was made for. The things you see functional in our ministry gives you a sense of what the Lord has sent us for. And one of the things you will see very evidential in this ministry is discipleship. Am I right or wrong? I'm wrong. <laughs> it's discipleship. We are strong on it. I, I get what I'm saying. We are strong turning little men into mighty men in God. We are strong. We are strong in it. That's, that's why we are here. <laughs> Amen. That's what people even know us for. That if you come here, you will grow. <laughs> I was talking to somebody recently. The person was telling me how we are perceived outside, you know, that <laughs> people say, you know, if you don't want to, if you are not ready to commit, don't go to that fellowship <laughs> because they will hold your neck. So, listen, they will talk down on you in public because of the rigor, but they know who to go and meet when they are looking for answers. Am I saying the truth? The same people that will tell you, ah, you too, they do church, you too, they do church, what's your own every minute, catalyst, catalyst. But when they have tough Bible questions, is it not you they come to? <laughs> you know what? Let's type, type in the comment section. I can see people moving, but type if I'm saying the truth. They know who to ask. When somebody is sick, they know who to ask to pray. Yes or no? But yes, they will, they will be vexed for you. That your own is too much. Your pastor, every day your pastor is... They know who to ask. <laughs> and when they press their neck at, at night, right? <laughs> they know who to meet to pray. It still happened yesterday, exactly today. You know who to meet. So, listen, there, we have a, there's a culture here, and it's a culture of growth. I'm saying this for the benefit of people that who are just joining, and as a reminder of those of you that are here, we have a culture of growth to become mighty men in God. No slack, we don't slack. We don't slack. We know where we're going, we know what God would have us do. So what I've realized is that people want the growth without the cost. <laughs> do, do you know what I'm saying? People want the growth without the cost. But there's a cost for spiritual growth. I, I, I want to make it plain to everybody so you know. Salvation is free. <laughs> but there's work inside. Amen. There's work inside. So, after three months, someone will come and meet me and say, Sir, 
God said I should leave the community. It, it doesn't feel like home. It's a lie. It's, it's a lie. What you are looking for, we are not just giving. Your, it's the rigor that is the... Many people, I notice many times, it's the rigor. But the problem is that when you don't meet up to our standards here, our goal is not to make you feel like a disappointment. You are not a disappointment. Just seek for help. Are you listening to me? See, some of you are this pride. It's pride. It's pr you want to run away to the place where you know that everything, everybody, kumbaya, kumbaya, you know. You, you are just not humble enough to ask for help. Because you know the truth. You know that what you need is the rigor. You know that if you don't pray that three hours every Friday, you know that your life is to turn upside down. I mean, even, even me. I mean, you can, bear, you can agree with me. If you don't pray that three hours, you know what is to happen to you. That's why suggestions that are not the suggestions of the Lord will be coming, in, <laughs> will be coming to your mind the next week. You, some of you have made the worst relationship decision when you stop coming for a week. <laughs> because in a week, they would have exposed it by word of knowledge. There's somebody here, you're about to meet a man. The Lord says, <laughs> Turn back. But now, you did boycott a week. You are boycotting the leading of the Lord. <laughs> That's why you will be hard of hearing. You will not remember what you must do. So, listen, the structures are important. There's a reason why we put it there. Because, listen, any man who wants to function properly in God's will needs everything we are setting for you. Did you understand what I'm saying? He needs everything. Everything. He needs prayer. He needs study. <laughs> you need to read books. This world is filled with things that are ready to pollute your heart. So the best thing we can do for you is to fill it with the right things. Amen. Fill it with the right things. Your conscience will judge you the day you realize that you can travel to a Tiosa for party, but you cannot go to a Tiosa for cell group meeting. Even though we don't even do a meeting in a Tiosa. I'm just saying the distance. You understand what I'm saying? So we put cell group in Leggy. Go! Prove to yourself that the Lord is the king of your heart. Go for those meetings. Even not for anything to prove to yourself that the Lord is king in my heart. I came ready for you people today, Abby. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because you need to grow. You need to grow. You need to grow. When you are streaming K-drama, K-pop, all the dance, that is like this, that on the other side, like this, do like this. You will stream it for two hours. Fellowship, once you reach 9.40, you are not here again. What happened? I have some. But when you are watching this thing, you do not know I forgot all their names. My wife and I used to do <laughs> K-pop or the K-drama. So if you know the names of all the musicians, you follow their Instagram. Every time they go, they go out, you are watching the video. <laughs> but you don't know Isaiah, you don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm not kidding actually. I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Because it's the truth for some of you. It's the truth. Should I come for some other of you? You know, you know how, how much they bought every player in the Premier League. Yes, you don't know anybody who takes by heart. The one is the one they taught you in Sunday school. You can remember. <laughs> you know how much you are the transfer market yourself. Every time you are arguing football. <laughs> Listen, I said all of that to say this, not to make you feel bad, but I said all of that to say this. 
Anything you've shown diligence and commitment to is proof that you can do better in your spiritual growth. Do you know what I said? Anything you have excelled in, you've shown diligence and, com and, 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 and commitment to, is proof that you can, you can memorize scriptures. You, you know all their names. You know all the movies. You, that means you can memorize scriptures. You, you have time. Let's not lie. It's an illusion when you say you are, you are too busy. I Listen, as busy as I am, I know that I can create time for things that matter. I know. It might just take a while to balance. But you can create time. You can create time. Amen. So, it's a matter of priority to you. It's a matter. When people say, ah, these catalysts, they are doing military. It's the way we've not even reached where the Lord will have us reach. Because approach like this is what breaks results. Amen. So, listen, let me tell you something. It's more honorable to seek for help than to run away. It's more honorable to seek for help. I need the help. I need the help. I need the help. So now you want to run away because you and your friend had an argument or you broke up with somebody. So how does that affect your spiritual growth right now? You broke up with someone, told me you are in the same ministry now because of that. You are... You are just going to the closest church in your house. Say, as long as I worship God, what is wrong with you? There is a way to serve the Lord. It's not just random and you can't find it everywhere. I know, I know it's not easy. I know. <laughs> I know it's not easy. I know. I know that seeing a person's face, face every time of fellowship you get. <laughs> you can get over it by the help of the Holy Spirit. Just focus on the Lord and your spiritual growth. Amen. Amen. Okay, are there plenty for this table? Because I did not hear a lot of amen. Amen. Okay, some of you are trying to prove that you are not on the table, so you are saying amen quickly. <laughs> amen. So listen, being sold out to the word is a mindset that must be taught. That, that's why I said all the things I said. Being sold out to the word is a mindset that must be taught. Say I'm sold out to the word of God. Say I'm sold out to the word of God. 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 Amen. So, you can see different people have different things in manifestation in their ministry because of the nature of their call. When you see different offices, it, that's why you have to understand the, the diversity of the gifts. You know, Bible tells us that they are diverse gifts, but you know, they are all by the manifestation of the Spirit. So when you see different people do different things because of the nature of their core, believers can listen, it doesn't mean believers can't function in all, but sometimes you see some specific people function in a grace even more than some other people, more frequently, in my judgment because of the nature of their core. I get what I'm saying. For example, prophets are supposed to stand before kings and declare the word of God. Amen. So whether you like it or not, they will say what the Lord has called them to say. Amen. They will say it. Whether you like it or not. So throughout the Bible. That was their function. A prophet probably has no congregation. If he come, he will say his own, he will bless people in different places, and he will go. And that's why a prophet can come now, give word, everywhere scatter. He does not care. <laughs> he has said what the Lord has asked him to say. He will say it, and he will go. That's his own ministry. He's not probably called to gather. Elijah can be on mountain now, he will come down, say everything, scatter everywhere. His own is not, his own is to tell you what the Lord says. He will say it. And we go. But his ministry is also different from a pastor. A pastor is a shepherd. Is a shepherd. 
Many times you definitely see pastors, I never noticed, more friendly, more available, you know, more friendly, more available. You see them, you know, they are there. And because their ministry is to gather, is to help people grow. Is to help people grow. And many times you see pastors not functioning in maybe one gift only. They will function in many. The reason is because for the nature of their call, they have to function in it to help the flock. So they have to be prophetic, function in the prophetic because they are leading people. They must know that there is a pothole in the front and divert the flock away. I mean, word of knowledge because there will be some of you that will be going through something in secret and you will not tell your pastor. So the Lord will embrace us so that we can discover before you jump into the hole. I don't know if you have seen that video of that ship that they brought out of a ditch. He ran and jumped back his <laughs> You know? So, shepherds, the job is to guide in that sense. So, I said all that to help you. On, even apostles have some, some of the same things. When you see people who have apostolic calls, they function in the charismatic almost all because once they enter a city, boom, the city opens up to them by the word of the teaching of the word of God, by the charismatic. They take over their city. You see a large number of people follow their ministry and they hand over the ministry to another person and go to another city. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you see that type of apostolic call as well. I said all of that to help you understand the nature of our ministry and what we are doing. Our job is to help you grow. We are evangelical, we are apostolic, but we are heavy on training. And so series like this will come up from time to time so that you know that, hey, you have to grow. Our job is to help you grow. You must be growing. You must commit to your growth. Did you hear that? You must commit to your growth. And that's what I want to challenge every single one of you to do. You must commit. It impresses me when I first talk to somebody for the first time, maybe the person has been in that community for maybe a month or a few weeks, and I talk to them and they say, oh my God, sir, you know, I've been blessed, I've been listening to the podcast. I look at the person and I'm usually very impressed. It means you know why you are here. You, 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 do you know what I'm saying? You've been looking for something. So the moment you found, ah, you, know, you know why you're here. You know why you're here. So have a target. So you don't just float around. Have a target. Have a target. Have a target. And make sure you take advantage of all the structures to help you meet that target. You say, ah, the church does not love, but you are in a cell group. Oh. When you gather with them, you don't open up things that you are really going through. Just that's a family group. The goal is that you have people to talk to. They say, how are you doing? Ah, I'm fine. Everybody will share their own this to you. Hard guy. Hard guy, no, they break. Hard guy, no, they share. I'll figure it out on my own. <laughs> I'll figure it out on my own. It's now when they press your neck. Tell us. Let us listen. Learn accountability. One thing that growth will help you do is it to teach you accountability. It will teach you accountability. You want to travel long distance. If you not call and say, ah, Pastor, hi, Pastor, I just want to let you know that I'm going to be traveling. You know, so you have my telling my parents, you have it's just your parents used to tell their pastor when they are traveling, you not bother to ask them why. You just want to rebel. Because some of you know the culture, your parents did it. <laughs> some you have sometimes, not even sometimes, call pastor. I am so that 
we know, okay, Daniel is no longer in Lagos. He's in Abuja. If he's going to live in Abuja, we can find a way for him to grow. Not just that. By prophetic insight, he can see something about what is what you're about to do that might not be right about God's plan. Number three, just for accountability. Because his job is like a parent. Are you understanding what I'm saying? His job is like a parent. His job is like a parent. His job is like a parent. So, tell him, do you know why? God forbid. If anything happens, you know it's that same pastor that they will call. Yes, that, that's the truth. I'm telling you from a pastor's perspective. You do not tell me when you were doing something. You do not tell me when you entered the relationship. Now everything is catching you and calling me. I will push. I would because of the grace of God. But when you first call me, honestly, the human in me will look at like, so what are you telling me? Did you tell me where you put your head in that relationship? <laughs> Did you tell me? So why are you coming to me now? God doesn't mean I don't help you, definitely. I would. I'm just joking, right? But. I'm just saying, make it easier for us to know. So, let me know now that you are in Wasiu now, you are doing something so that I will warn you ahead and say, don't be your, don't be your Nicole Yonto. And you say, Pastor, you see what I want to do. At least I know that you made the decision. So that when Wasiu's mother says you have to convert to become a Muslim, we know how to carry police come and carry you from, from their house and they block you. You know, and bring you away. But are you understanding what I'm saying? I, I'm just giving you like a, a funny way to understand it, alright? So, be accountable. Even if you don't tell me, tell the church member, ah, I'm going through this, so please pray with me. I'm not going to be on fellowship on this day, oh. Please, let pastor know. Sometimes you don't tell us because you know what we will say. I don't want to hear what we will say. You know what I'm saying, Abby. <laughs> That's why some people don't tell. So, get good counsel. Anyways, I've spent a lot of time explaining that, but it's, it's for the best. Another thing to learn from that text is that growth takes consistency. It says, having this confidence, I know I will continue with you, abide and continue with you for your progress and joint faith. Growth takes continuing. It takes time. The word abide and continue are the Greek words meno and sumparameno. Meno is M-E-N-O. Sumparameno is S-U-M-P-A-R-A-M-E-N-O. Sumparameno. Meno means to remain and to abide, not to depart, to be present. Sumparameno, you know, you see meno used when the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.14 but, but continue in the things which you've learned because you've been assured knowing whom you learned them from. Sumparameno is gotten from three Greek words. Sum, S-U-N, para, P-A-R-A, and meno, M-E-N-O. Sum means with or accompanied, para means from or beside, and meno means to abide and not to depart. So, it means to to continue with you, to abide and not depart. L listen, this means to remain. This is telling you that this must be your life. Not depart. It says, I will continue with you for your progress. So 
So if progress is going to happen, you have to have someone who is going to be with you and not depart for the benefit of your growth. It's your life. I'm teaching you this so you understand that he does not depart. Can I tell you something? The only school you don't graduate from, there are two that I know. There might be many more. You don't graduate from marriage. I don't graduate from discipleship. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't graduate from discipleship. You would always need someone to follow, to continue with you for your progress. It's important. It must be your life. So listen, maybe this is your second meeting. Maybe this is your fifth meeting. Maybe this is your tenth meeting. We're glad you've been coming. We love you. We want to make your experience wonderful. But it will take more than just three meetings to experience what you need to experience. Amen. It will take time. It will take time. For anything that will stand the test of time, you have to give it time. You have to continue. Paul says, I will continue to for your progress. There has to be consistency. So when you plant a seed, you put it in the ground. No matter what you've done, get money or get sunlight, get everything. There's one ingredient you cannot rush. Time. Did you hear that? Time. Growth will happen with time. You just have to be consistent. You have to be content. Don't show up today and not show up tomorrow. Some of you are seasonal catalyst members. You show up in one season, you disappear the rest. You show up another. Don't do that. Commit. Give it time. Be consistent. Stay. Let the continuing and abiding. Let it happen to you. Can you challenge yourself and say, you know what? I will never miss meetings. Let it will be something extreme that will cause me to miss. And the way I will show that he pained me is that I will be accountable. I will do, I'm sorry. I want to be here. Let your heart work like that. Let your heart work like that. Let your heart work like that. Some of you will miss me and you'll be so comfortable. Do you know even if I want to rest and the meeting is going on? Why are you doing like, like you're not there? You must go there before I'll just find myself there. You must have that kind of heart. I don't know what it is. Shame no, they catch me. Oh. Thank God for where I am today. But some of you, some of the leaders here, some of the workers here, you can testify to times in the past. Many years ago, I just started work. Because of me, I may ask, please, I don't have data. It probably happened many times, but I was not so ashamed to say, I beg. Bind it. Because I must teach this. Are you listening to me? The worst part is that now we have people willing to buy data for you, but you are too shy to ask. Listen, I get it. It can be embarrassing. But for the sake of what you are going to receive here, don't let anything hinder you. We've tried our best. <laughs> we bought phone for somebody before. The person even stopped coming to the fellowship. We bought phone so that person can call for fellowship. The person stopped coming to the fellowship. <laughs> There's one boy he used to send he used to send his, this thing for data when he needs data, but we will not join fellowship. You know, but we know what is next. So feel free if you do it. The angels of the Lord are watching you. I'm joking and I'm serious. So please <laughs> listen. 
we are not tired of helping so far it will cause you to grow did you hear that we're not tired of helping it's our responsibility to help and i know everyone here has the same feeling about every other person if you know a brother that needs something just for his growth you will go the extra mile that, that's how we are that's how we think do you know how i think nothing in this world should stop you from your service to god or from your gathering with believers except it's extreme can i tell you something not turning on your video because there is no light is not extreme enough. Go and buy lamp. Buy lamp. Hey, I'm telling you what I will do if I was in your situation. Okay, so let me not tell you to go and buy lamp. That's what me I will do if I was in your situation. Can you do that as well? That's what I would do. If I was in your situation, nothing will stop me. Nothing. Nothing. Workers, you can testify to my accountability to you when I'm not even going to be present for things. Do I need to really give you an excuse? But I do. Just as I'm saying, I do. Just to teach myself that it's not okay that you are not going to be here, even though whatever is stopping you is important. So find ways to teach yourself that. Find ways. You will need time. You will need consistency. So what I'm doing, I still have a lot to talk about, but what I'm doing in this series is challenging you to commit to growth especially in the world i'm challenging you to commit to growth can you give yourself to the study of the world like never before can you apply yourself like you do in your academics and in other things to the word of god and your, to your spiritual growth can you make a decision to improve to get serious with the word to go the extra mile with your growth to go deeper and be deeply rooted to get stronger if you don't do this now, that's why in a few years time now, you will say, ah, all this, all this bad, bad things that happening in the world. This one, ah, is there really a God? Well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you probably don't have strong roots. You, you have to grow deeper. God wants you to grow. And I want to challenge you to create an avenue for that growth. Did you hear me? I want to challenge you to create an environment to aid your growth. And just like the analogy of deeply rooted, I want you to give the seed of your spiritual growth some sunlight. I want you to give it water. I want you to give it nutrients. I want you to give it everything it would need to grow. I want you to put things in, in, in perspective. I want you to set things right to aid you. It's your biggest challenge. A phone. Plan to get a new phone. Are you with me? Plan to get one. It's your deepest challenge. Some of you, the problem you have with your spiritual growth, you know they want to save you? Airphones. Or even airport. For those that go to heaven, higher level heaven people. Alright, just those airphones, those Android airphones is for ordinary. People that are not sure of their salvation. But, but you see, airport, uh, you see that it's floating. It's showing you ascension. No wire to connect it to the phone. That's ascension. We shall meet in the cloud. This wire thing is grounding you to the earth too much. But <laughs> listen, just for the benefit of let's, like I said, salvation was brought to the to the Jews, the eyes first before the Gentiles, the ants. You see the androids here. So we receive it, but let's just extend the same love that Jesus gave to us today. So, some of you, what you need that will change your life, 
is earphone. Good one. So that on your way, you can plug your ear, you are listening to sermons. So every... Do you, if you live in Lagos, should I tell you the biggest waste of time? Traffic and bus rides to work. That's two hours of your life that you could have used to listen to one sermon or two sermons. Do you get what I'm saying? The day I learned this, my life changed. Bus ride. I could to, <laughs> to where I used to work. It felt like two hours on the road. I, I plug my ear on the road first on the bike. Like Alex used to say, just the true thumbs as they go. The bike person, bike person, so bikers used to be scared, like, what's this guy doing at my back? I'll cover my mouth. <laughs> you know, how we pray when I get into the BRT. How we plug my ear. Listen, I might not be able to write notes because I like to write notes when I, you know, listen to sermon. But at least I've listened. Another time I will listen to it and write. But at least I've listened. At least I've listened. Have a target. Every morning, okay, I want to listen. Okay, you know what? I want to study the word. So, on I'll tell everybody in my house on Thursday, on Friday, from two to three, nobody should call my name. What do you want me to do now? Let me arrange the roof today. On, <laughs> on, on Friday, no call, sir. If you want me to, whatever you want me to do, daddy, tell me now. Tell me now. If you want me to go to the sun and come back, I will do it today. Friday, nobody should disturb me at this time. Oh, let's agree. Uh-huh. Once they agree, that Thursday, open your Bible. Do an exposition of... Just read the whole book of Timothy. One sitting. Read the whole book of John. One sitting. Let me tell you, how to, I'll teach you later in this thing how to read the epistles. You have to read the whole thing in one sitting first. Mark the things that are not clear. Are you with me? Just understand the story and the thing. Then now start coming back. Point out if you have like 50 points that are not clear. What do you mean? Okay, I don't know yet, but continue reading. Write it down. Then you now come back. Now start doing a study. You know, if you do a study on all scriptures, Agios graphy, you can spend one week on just Agios graphy. What does all scripture mean? Checking it, chosen scriptures, studying, study. You know, take those problem texts you had, study, study, have a better knowledge, have a better understanding of it. So, listen, your strategy is good because I've taught you before, because it's safer in comparison to the opposite. That is, learn to say the things your pastor has said the way he said it, all right? That's good for the beginning so that you don't say rubbish. You know what I'm saying? Because you might try to change it and be implying what I did not imply. But after that, now begin to learn the thoughts behind it. Why did the pastor say this? So that you are not just repeating what I said without understanding. Why did the pastor say this? How can I study to understand it? Children are the responsibility of the kingdom. Sons are responsible for the kingdom. Why did the pastor say this? Where does the responsibility come? What is kingdom? What is the son of man? What is it? Study. Be better. Get stronger in the word. Get stronger. Be deeply rooted. Don't be lightweighted. Grace works. They say it's grace. They say it's what? How do I balance it? How can I balance the message? So grow up. Grow up. I still have a lot to teach and time is gone. <laughs> like, I'm scrolling and my note has not finished. But listen, if this is why I stop, we'll continue. Grow up. Grow up. 
last year, your teaching on grace was borderline. It was on the fence. You know, when you taught grace last year, you were teaching license to you were almost teaching license to sin. This year, let's hear a difference. Let's hear a difference. So you have to now get better and see and learn balance. Balance for you would be that you would understand. And then the other extreme of that is that last year you that you were teaching, you were teaching works, not grace. It was works with a sprinkle of mercy. <laughs> so those are two extremes. <laughs> you know, borderline license to sin. And then the other extreme is works with a sprinkle of mercy. Yeah, what I say, I say grace. You, these people, they are once saved forever saved people. Don't follow them. You know, you have been saying that you have not sat down to study grace message and learn the balance and see that both things can be true in scripture. It can be true that salvation is by faith and faith only. And it can also be true that it does not give you a license to sin. So how would you balance the message of grace? You must now begin to learn balance. How do I present the message of grace? Because any message on grace that does not sound lavish is not truly the grace of grace. Listen, if it is grace, it must be surprising. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? The idea that someone gave you a grace for something must make you feel uncomfortable. Ah, 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 I'm not worthy for that. That's grace. If it is not that surprising, it's not grace. If it's not lavish, it's not grace. But at the same time, the true message of the grace of Christ will never be a license to sin, but it will be an empowerment to live above sin. So, there must be a balance to see that the grace message is that who God forgives of much will love much more. So, grace would always change a person's heart to do better, not to say, you know what? So, listen. In trying to do it, don't become Jesus' PA and say, I must balance this message. Hey, my, stop saying lavish. La the message is lavish. The message, the message is that the woman was caught in the act of adultery and Jesus said, go and sin no more. He did not do sabbatical or discipleship school. <laughs> don't change the message. It's the truth. But understand why. The reason why it is that way is because he believes that his love is able to change her heart. And cause her not to sin anymore. Don't be the pay of Jesus. Don't teach them that way. Jesus taught it that way. So who are we not to teach it that way? Jesus taught it that way. Paul taught it that way. He said, ah, no, don't let it. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And yes, he said that, but in the previous verses, he says, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So the more your sin, the more the grace. <laughs> you, you have to understand. But he's now saying, when that happens, it is not a teaching to say go on sinning. No. Grace, if it is truly grace, would change the heart of a man. God loved me so much that he forgave me of this. Like the woman, you know, with the alabaster box of oil, she was washing his feet. Jesus said, she's preparing me for my burial. A Simon was there and he was thinking. And Jesus discerned the, heart, the, the, the intention of his heart and said, since I've been here, did you wash my feet? This woman has brought an expensive oil. She has washed my feet. Don't, don't, don't think that. Don't think that. Because she has been forgiven of much. He told him a story of the one who was forgiven of a few denarii. And the one who, he says, he, which of them was forgiven of more? He said the one who was forgiven higher. He was trying to help him understand that these people that you think have much more sin, when I give them grace, 
They know how much I've forgiven them of, so they will follow me forever. They will follow me. It's a transformation of heart that happens in salvation. So grace will never leave a man saying, continuing saying, hmm, the true grace of Christ will leave you humble. Let me give you another analogy. We, we, we talk about grace, but how about the application of grace? So Paul is writing a letter to them and he publicly calls the name of the guy who was having an affair with his father's wife. Some of you, that cannot happen today because your grace has not reached there. You gossip, you will gossip. Why is Pastor allowing him? This, your grace must extend to the point. First of all, it's two-sided. You don't understand grace yet. When because of your pride, you can't reach out to people to tell them what you are truly going on. So you are dying in your sin. You don't really understand grace. And then the church itself doesn't understand grace enough that someone can explain what they are going through and it will not be the next topic of conversation and you will not look at the person different. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will not look at the person different. Some of you will be scared because if we plant a church now, if someone just comes and wears maybe a crop top, it's not working, your eye will just... You, you know? You can't extend the same level of grace. Listen, grace would always leave a person not able to judge other people. Because what you were forgiving of was, was much. There's no difference between the two of you. Sin is sin. The difference is that you have received um, forgiveness by Christ. Extend it to the next person. So, so this, is, this is balance. What I'm saying is, when we hear you speak later, let's hear growth. Let's hear growth. There are sermons on dynamo. Let's hear you stronger in, in, in authority. Let's hear, let's, let's hear you stronger in authority. Let's hear that they don't have to come and call me that they want to cast out them. You were there and you did it because you are perfect for the situation. You know you Let's see you grow. Let's see you grow. Let's see you grow in understanding the gospel. When I look at you and I say, how many people are you discipling? Let me hear testimonies that because of what you've received, you did much with it and you are discipling people and people are growing because of your message. Let's, let's hear you refine. Some of you, you are always rushing for the exciting things. You are not learning the core. Always. The only time we hear you talk is when they are talking about things that are controversial. How about the core message? Do you really know it? You know what I'm talking about. There's a temptation to always rush for things so that you can post on your spirit on your story now, dear believer. Even me, I'm not here doing dear believers. You know that <laughs> you know. I don't think I'm <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to be doing dear believers. I'm still one small pastor here. Now you are looking for the next you rush, rush it. You now start vlog. Dear believers, don't this calm down. Cook. Cook. Listen. The first set of people I started discipling in this ministry. They came to me one day and said, Ah, sir, I want to do healing meeting. I cancel everything. If I do it, now, some of you leave this ministry. He said, He wants to hold us. He wants to keep. I canceled everything. <laughs> I canceled it. Now they can go and do it, but I said, I canceled it. What are you doing? Cook. Don't let your voice be everywhere and later in the end we see that your message is not even balanced. Can I tell you the secret of this ministry? We didn't rush for spotlights. Did you? Now you are seeing excellence everywhere. We did not start like that though. Who can testify in the comment section? We did not used to do flyer before. <laughs> we 
know used to do flyer. When we started doing flyer, we know used to put my face. It was in steps. When it was time, I started putting my face. The day someone mistakenly put Pastor Mike today, I changed it. I think <laughs> I changed it for the deep flyer. They put, you know, catalyst. This was just this year. They did a flyer this year and they put with Pastor. I said, Did I tell you I'm a pastor? When did they ordain me? Because I'm not rushing. Listen, by by role, I've been pastoring for almost three years now. Are you with me? But I'm not rushing for the title. The title is not what makes the office. The action is what makes the office. Don't you are not an evangelist and you are sitting in yours. You've never left a boomer shop. Evangelist. You don't preach. You don't do anything. No. You are not an apostle. You, are, you don't take messages to new cities. No. The office must align with the activities. So I've been pastoring for so long years. And then the, 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 when, when my pastor did me, he said, this is just to confirm what the Spirit has always been saying. So at that time, Nobody could argue. You have, to, you have to understand what I'm saying. When my ordination came, no one could argue that the grace was not in my life for that ordination. Are, are you listening to me? So, cook. I didn't attract the spotlight. I made my mistakes years ago in the secret of the space. I made my mistakes. I refined my mess. <laughs> I'm listening to soul that generation. Do you hear how I used to speak? How I used to speak? Oh my god, it was bad. <laughs> I just used to shout. Let's say the Lord! <laughs> I just used to shout. Because I thought preaching was power. And the power must be evident in your voice. If you listen to my old sermons on on Mega, on that drive. You know, and even though I don't still think I'm good enough. You listen to it recently, right? I was just shouting. But let's see a track record of growth. Cook. I kept on. The day someone came to the meeting and told me that it feels like I was shouting. I pay me, yo. Ah! He paid me. But I took his advice. I went to the mirror in my house. I started preaching. So the Lord says, I started practicing. It didn't pay me, make I know like that. Me. Me, minister of the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead. I'm doing everything. You're telling me I'm shouting in my sermon that I could be a little bit softer. Ah. Pay me. It was my friend that told me. Pay me. Ah. He said I was rushing too much. Ah. My mind, I wanted to say, what do you know? You are not even disciple anybody. Me, I'm discipling like 20 people here. You are telling me. <laughs> At least I have results. But I'm not telling you. I just kept it to myself. But I was practicing. I was practicing. What you are going to be in the future, you practice for today. Amen. You study for it today. So be, see, study. 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 If you come to my house today, the one thing that you see replete is books. <laughs> big, big, fat books. Because they're study. I cannot come and teach you something and come and be correcting it. I say, and apologize to the body of Christ for teaching you rubbish. I beg you, go reach one level, you ask me, sir. Now every time they apologize, <laughs> why do you not just study enough so you not teach us rubbish? <laughs> I get what I'm saying. So I have to know it and know it well. Let me give you an example. So you will know a practical example. Some of you will know. Have you noticed that on this community, for almost two years until I finally taught it, 
Whenever we talk about the scripture about Jesus in Caesarea, who do people say we who do people say I am? We always say some say he was talking about this, and some say he was talking about this. How many of you noticed? Do you know what I'm talking about? When we talk about that scripture that Jesus asked them, Who do people say I am? And he says, Thou art Peter, upon this rock I'll build my church. I did not make my decision on that text until recently. It took me <laughs> hours of study. So we just kept on presenting both views without telling you what the actual, actual position was until recently when I thought it and I said, it's more likely. Are you with me? I have to watch my word. So you have to be strong in the word. Study. I, I know I'm flogging it. Have a plan. In this series, I will commit to the study of the word of God. Can, can you just say that and just turn into a prayer in your room? Lord, in this season, I have targets for my spirituality. I have targets for my spirituality. I have targets for my spirituality. I will not be mediocre. Pray, pray about that one for a family. I will not be mediocre. I will not be mediocre. I will be excellent in the things you've given me. I will be strengthened. I will commit time and effort to my spiritual growth. I will commit. To the end that I will be deeply rooted. Talabala de alabano kebredito. Shetelabana tondarak 